Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. who enjoys that authority and that power and confronting and calling people out and criticizing and correcting, somebody who enjoys doing that often will really struggle to do it with the right heart because it's more about their own sense of self-worth and power and authority and whatever than about the needs and interests of the individual they're confronting. Jesus showed us a perfect example of how to confront others in humility. It's not about being right. It's about showing them love and grace. In the message today, Pastor Robert will remind you that Jesus didn't come to condemn. He came to save. Will you show others the love of Jesus through your actions today? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 12 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Last Sunday, as we looked at Matthew chapter 11, chapter 12, we talked about the fact that, that Matthew 12 is a turning point in the ministry of the Lord Jesus because this is the point at which the Pharisees began to to take him seriously and they came to the conclusion that they needed to destroy him. You know, up until that time, it seems like they had, had, you know, they'd been somewhat intrigued by him, maybe even a little bit bothered by him because he's just this unknown entity, this carpenter from Nazareth, and it just, you know, I'm sure it kind of was baffling to them. He, he didn't have any formal training, formal education as a, as a rabbi. You know, they didn't recognize, you know, credentials or anything like that, and so they would go and listen to what he had to say and listen to the rumors about him and all these kind of things. But then when we get to Matthew chapter 12, he actually challenged their authority. He, he actually criticized and, and publicly called into question their interpretation of the Sabbath laws. He basically told them, you guys are getting this wrong. Now, and that was a huge big deal because it's, it, you know, it's one of the, it's like, well, it, it would be like me going to, I don't know, Oxford or the, the Princeton to their divinity school and saying, you know, listen, you, you guys are just a mess. You're getting this completely wrong which, by the way, I believe would be true. But nonetheless, I don't have any credentials, you know, and I'm going to sit in front of a, of a group of people, you know, who've been studying their entire lives and have credential. I mean, I've been studying my entire life, but I don't really have any letters after my name to prove it, and they do. And that was the deal with the Pharisees. 
They were like, who do you think you are? And what a great question to ask the son of God, right? It's like, man, well, let me tell you. But they got to the point in chapter 12 where they saw Jesus as a threat. And so in chapter 12, verse 14, which is where we're picking it up, the Bible says, then the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. Yet he warned them not to make him known, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Behold, my servant whom I've chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax... He will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory, and in his name, Gentiles will trust. Now, that's as far as we're going to go today. We're going to stop right there. There's one little word in that passage that grabbed my attention and really intrigued me, and we're going to talk about it in a few minutes. But before we do that, before I tell you which word it was and why I think it's important, I want to back up and talk about a couple of other things. I'm going to attempt to make three points today. The first point that I want to make from this passage is that Jesus avoided arguments. He avoided arguments. Now, not in the sense of never confronting anyone, never confronting error, never disagreeing with people, not in that sense, because he regularly did. Obviously, we just talked about the fact that he publicly confronted, publicly disagreed with the Pharisees, But see, he did it without being contentious about it. He he did it without being obnoxious. And that's significant. Jesus avoided arguments. Matthew points us back to Isaiah chapter 42. By the way, this is the longest Old Testament quote in the book of Matthew. He goes back to Isaiah chapter 42, and, and, and he points out that the prophet Isaiah predicted this about Messiah. Now, this was a big deal because you understand the Jewish people expected a Messiah who was going to come in and take over. He was going to show up on the scene, and he was going to get rid of the Romans who were in control, and he was going to establish his kingdom, his throne, his position there in Israel and restore Israel to its former greatness and glory in the world. That's what what they were looking for. But they didn't understand and still don't really what Isaiah the prophet predicted. That Messiah was, he he was first going to come quietly, humbly, gently. You know, I was thinking about how cool would it have been to, to be there to see Jesus confront the Pharisees, to see Jesus call them out regarding their corruption, their hypocrisy, their error, without ever crossing the lines himself, without ever engaging in sin in the process. You know how hard it is to confront people without getting ugly? Of course you do, because you're human. 
I had another conversation with one of the students, you know, about this issue of, of confronting error and confronting people. And I said, you know, it, honestly, it never gets any easier. And if you're, if you're the kind of person that really enjoys calling people out on their sin, honestly, I, I don't know that God is going to put you in a, in a position of leadership to do it. Oh, you may find yourself in a position of leadership having to do it, but I don't know that God is going to put you in a position of spiritual leadership. Because someone who enjoys it, somebody, somebody who enjoys that authority and that power and confronting and calling people out and criticizing and correcting, somebody who enjoys doing that often will really struggle to do it with the right heart. Because it's more about their own sense of self-worth and power and authority and whatever than about the needs and interests of the individual they're confronting, which is what the Bible says it's supposed to be about. You know what I mean? The Bible says when we're calling someone out, when we're confronting sin, we're confronting error in another person, it's supposed to be for the purpose of restoring, winning that person back or helping them to see that they're living in a, in a self-destructive, in a harmful kind of way. It's supposed to be out of love for them, concern for them. Jesus himself taught us that, by the way. We'll get to it later in Matthew chapter 18. And then Paul expanded on it a little bit in Galatians chapter 5. It's supposed to be for the purpose of helping that person you're confronting. But quite often, it ends up being more about me proving how holy and righteous I am at the expense of the other person. And that's why I say, if you really enjoy getting in people's faces, I don't think Jesus is going to give you that job. Not yet, anyway. But if you really don't enjoy it, if it's something you struggle with and you just, man, I just really would rather not have to do that and be in that position, well, he may very well task you with it then. This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details his birth and life, his ministry and then his death. But it also tells you that he rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, he's alive today. Your Savior lives and you can rejoice in that. As you listen to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. 
We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting MainThingRadio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio. Radio.